Wananui Akiwa. Greetings, my Harumai to the Far Q. This podcast is an invitation for conversation for people of, from all walks of life about access to equity within the context of Aotearoa. We invite people like yourself and our guests to share lived experience and effort to identify common threads within support systems, social networks, and knowledge that uplifts the collective human experience. Kelsey. In season two, we are exploring what does equity and knowledge look like for various communities coexisting within one society. And as Tawiwi and Aotearoa, we recognize the mana whenua and kaitiaki of these lands. Melissa and I have experienced most of our growth in the wākato and want to honor Ngāti Haua, Ngāti Mahana hey. and Ngāti Wairere. Hey. Hey, hey. We are grateful for the connections our whakapapa leaves through for us to be able to connect and grow with community through the Faku Kopapa. Maluso and I would also like to honour our queer ancestors who fought for our rights and visibility as equitable citizens of the world. Kia ora, I'm Kelsey and I use their pronouns. Noe, atawasa Maluso and people use he, him pronouns for me. And today we're jumping straight in with Aroha and thank you to Dr. Hinamore Alba. Um, now, do you have a number for us or are we going to trust that Aroha has, uh, has something for us? I think Aroha has got us. Yeah, mm. for sure. I'm loving that. I'm loving that. All right. Jumping straight in the deep. Fakotoki number 22. Mete roa e tau ana irunga e te tau. Te ao, sorry. So let me just say that again. Mete toroa e tau ana e irunga e te ao. Like the albatross nestled upon the current, manifesting resilience without with the elegance of nature. Mm. Can you say that again? Like the albatross nestled upon the current, mm. manifesting resilience with the elegance of nature. Mm. Oh. Oh. It's that bit for me, manifesting resilience with the elegance of nature, with the elegance of nature. Yeah. What is this? What is this? Where are you, where are you finding yourself in this? Uh, for me, it kind of brings me back to what we're going to be talking about today is like the shifts and the moves um, that I've made over the last year. And I... I've been on a journey with the word resilience, to be honest. Like, I was all about it, and then I just kind of really tried to understand what the word resilience meant. And for a time there, I perceived that resilience meant that you can take a lot of shit and, like, mm. not get, like, held down by it. But I don't think that that really is a true representation of that word. So... I'm still figuring out where I sit with it right now, but I think for me that, like, it brings me back to the journey that I've been on over the last year and the moves that I've made and the stronger connection that I've created for myself with with nature. Um, and I've actually learned a whole lot from nature over the last year, which has been really incredible. Um, mm. um, and how I operate in response to nature as well. Um, so I think it's reflective of my year over the last mm. year, that Fakatoki, for sure. 100. Yeah, just like surrendering to nature. Mm. Mm. It's because there's so many lessons there, for sure. 
yeah what about fear mm. it's so interesting and i'm going to lean on your focado around um, what you were offering around exploring what resilience actually meant mm. and i too at the beginning of this year actually before i jumped into my mahi that i'm in which is a complete shift in where i was, thought i was going um and i totally surrendered to that calling because the calling was strong um it wasn't what i was wanting to do um and the word resilience came through and i'm like what does it mean to resilience? So I had really jumped into the deep end around being, well, the deep end for me around what actually being salient meant or salience, like, because to resilience. So I'm like, what am I revisiting in salience? Mm. And I actually Googled it and I had to Google it just again, just to make sure that I got the wording right. Um, but it, it was it. So I really had got comfort. I had comfort in the word that, because when I searched it up, Dr. Google um, says the kind of unnoticed excellence that carries on around you every day. Oh. So to me, this Fakatoki, it's like manifesting resilience with the elegance of nature. And I'm like, the elegance of nature actually is an unnoticed excellence that carries on around me every fucking day and meeting you where you're at with your Fakatoki and surrendering to, to that. Mm. It's like my worldview is expansive and ex- and abundantly expansive mm. because I'm trying to. So I I this this I'm like this vocado that I carry hasn't landed, but in this moment it feels very much like now I'm starting to begin to have more curious questions around what it means to surrender to the elegance of excellence that carries on around me in the mundane. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like that's where I'm at with this conversation now, based on this the safety and share that you've offered actually to to really pull me in. Oh. I think it's really interesting how like one word can have so many different nuances dependent on your experience around it. Yeah. Because I've been I've been going into the same section around remembering, like in my head, I'm like, what am I remembering into? Mm. Like, what am I re like when, when I think about when I remove the re, what am I a member of and what am I not remembering? Ooh. And is it a good thing that I'm a member of of whatever this is? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's how I feel about the resilience of like breaking down the word of being like what is it that I'm trying to redo with the silience? And I'm like, actually, because in my head, I was like, did resilience mean like retreat into silence? Because that's what I was thinking oh. at the beginning. Uh. Whoa. Right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever be quiet. <laughs> mm. Your voice isn't But it's a good... Mm. But I feel like that's a journey and a half with you and you're in finding your voice. <laughs> it's great to hear it, by the way. Thanks. It's been a real journey. <laughs> it's definitely been part of the last year of my life, for sure. Mm. Yeah. Mm. All right. So jumping into the question, where are we at? Where are you at? Yeah. So since the end of season one, which was March... 2021 
Yeah. Um, my life looks completely completely different and every facet of my life is different from March like from a year ago almost mm. a year ago um the the biggest shift though has been my perspective of the world for sure um and that come that came from like um physical changes wow. in my world, environmental changes in my world, financial changes in my world, all of these things, all of these other changes, all contributed to the mental shift that I have, that I have been working through mm. uh, <laughs> over the last year. Um, so some of those changes were, I, um, I think I maybe mentioned it at the end of season one, I can't quite remember, but, um, I kind of moved out of that expect, expected, in quotes, expected, um, life that I thought that I had to live. So, you know, I finished high school, I went and studied, and I got a job, um, and I was kind of like, actually, I don't have to do this, I don't have to have this prescriptive life, and I made the decision to leave full-time work um, at a really great organization that provided a lot of financial stability even through a global pandemic um, like I had really good job security with that and I decided to leave in the middle of a pandemic and I was like this could be either the best thing that I've ever done in my life or uh, I'm making a huge mistake. <laughs> mm. Turned out it was the first one. Best thing I've ever done. Um, to just kind of like surrender, complete surrender. I think surrender's probably been a big word for me over the last year, is not trying to take control of everything. Um, so yeah, left full-time work, started working part-time, uh, for a local charity in the Waikapu, um, working with young people, which is so good, and that's they're such amazing people. Um, uh, in the with the intention to pursue, is that the word? Pursue, pursue. Uh, anyway, <laughs> clearly my English isn't got better. Wait, in my head, I'm like, um, I'm not an English major, mate. Like. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so part-time mahi with the intention to pursue my own freelance work more because I was kind of at capacity doing full-time work and the podcast Mm. and freelancing. Um, So I just needed to get some kind of space for myself. Um, And yeah, so that was a a huge move for me to give up financial security. Um, another big shift for me um, in March last year was that I lost my little doggo so little Leo um, went to doggy heaven my little guy um, and it's still a bit raw and I might cry still um, but he was kind of a real staple uh, stable um, thing in my life 
when a lot of other things, particularly as a, as a teenager, weren't really very stable. Like he was kind of the only certain thing in my world for a long time. Um, and he was almost 10, my little dude. Um, and he passed away and that was a huge change for me. Um, and some people might say, oh, it was just a dog. But like, he was so much more than that for me. Like he was mm-hmm. a huge security for me. Um, so adjusting to life without Leo has been interesting. Um, mm. Not always easy. And I kind of miss my little guy. Um, but yeah, I'm happy that he's he's not um, in pain or sick anymore. So it's, it has its pros and cons. Um, so that was another shift. And another big shift for me was that I kind of rebuked another social standard was um i if you're watching this you can see where i am um this is my van (laughs) um i brought a van and i've been traveling for the last almost like 10 months maybe like i moved out of my house out of my flat in april i think um of last year and like jumped around friends and family's houses for a while like while the lockdowns were happening and then um in october left the waikato and have been traveling full-time on my own ever since um which is kind of exciting and cool thing i've always wanted to do um but never really felt like i had the confidence to do it um and that mental shift kind of came back and gave me the um fuck it mentality and I just did it (laughs) um yeah and then like another like kind of superficial change uh was that I got dreads um as well in April last year so lots of changes around March and April in 2021 Mm. for me and um dreads was something that I've always wanted to have um, I've always really liked them and I um, felt that they kind of gave me because I don't know a lot about my lineage but I do know that I do fuck a proper back to the like the Vikings um, and I knew that the like this season of my life is definitely going to be a bit of a journey so I kind of was Yeah, I wanted to, to kind of bring my papa with me, even though I don't really know much about them. I I wanted to, to bring them along with me, and this was a way that I thought that I could do it without really knowing yeah. much about them. And also understanding that, you know, dreads are definitely a journey. <laughs> like, it's a year on now, and they're still, like, settling. Um, and I thought that it could be... A reference point of when I decided to choose myself first. Um, yeah. So yeah, dreads, dreads are a thing that I have now. If you're watching, you can see, but if you're listening, obviously you can't. Um, <laughs> and also, like my hair was always something that people commented on. My long, straight, blonde hair was something that I always got comments on. And it was always very feminine comments and um, 
whenever I would kind of like mention that I was going to be doing something different with my hair um it was often met with but why would you do that your hair is so beautiful I felt like by by taking ownership of my hair meant that um yeah I just didn't want to give people that maybe that's not the thing I felt like I didn't have much control over my hair because I was too afraid to do anything because of what people might say and so part of that fuck it mentality that I had in March and April um, 2021 was also the when I decided and got my dreads um, so yeah lots and lots of shifts for me in March and April 2021 at the wrap of season one um, and kind of been on on the journey <laughs> ever since um yeah so that's kind of yeah lots of lots of like changes in my environment um mm. and externally but the biggest change and the biggest shift has definitely been my mental state and my my um like view on the world yeah so yeah that's me <laughs> love yeah what about for you what's changed for you since March last year mm. very much similar to you everything has changed everything has changed and at the same time there's um, a perceived familiarity in terms of uh, returning back to work which was something that I wasn't expecting but and at the same time I have been manifesting the job because all the things that I was complaining about mm. I actually now have an opportunity to 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 have a whack at it and 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 trial some fail and error version one to two um around how I can actually better show up in my work and how I can create spaces and places for future people of Moana Nui Akiwa to show up so mm. to me it's yeah i guess to sum it up um into th like th three massive changes um the first i think i feel the first massive shift that i've that i've received in terms of a gift and in terms of receiving multiple gifts from our guest journeys as well as our wrap-up party because i feel like mm. our wrap-up party was just amazing like yeah it, it was one of those nights where i really felt all of the modi and all of the essence in the room really shine and just shine in a way that that reflected to me that we had this really beautiful gift and and that was something that i it's like I was really proud of giving myself the, the permission and the time to actually weave in this community. Mm. And that, that yeah, it's priceless. Like it's so priceless to, and so rewarding as people who, you know, who were struggling and then found other people who were struggling in a similar space. So but at the same time different because their struggle wasn't perceived as you know something heavy and it mm. was cool to see different ways people 
balance their um, their worldviews and their approaches. But so for me, the first gift that I'd have to say was actually giving myself room to embody the 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 the, the So the embodiment has been my 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 journey in the last year around trying to wayfind how I embody all of these rich conversations and all of these rich um intellectualized but also very simple mm. and very like very very stripped down to being like heart bring the heart to the space find the heart of the space always always seek the heart so i feel like i've come to to terms with the fact that you know I am a heart explorer. I, I I wayfind and find the hearts and everything, and that's something that I've always had. And it was good to remember that part and to embrace and embody that part of me that that loves love and mm. love and not in its its glory and, and 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 manifested way, but love in all the darkest pits of my shame and guilt and trauma, and even love in some really unknown spaces that I would usually be like fearful of and wouldn't even jump into the space yet love already exists so mm-hmm. i'm really i feel like that's 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 been really a really good place for me was just finding various different ways where i could embody the rich experiences and lessons that all our guests gifted us mm-hmm. and that has allowed me to listen more to myself and also to listen to others in a way that didn't benefit me you know and i feel like that was something that i had to really check myself on because i i I do like to be listened and i do like to be heard but i don't I, i feel like i was i was listening in a way that was benefiting what i had to say next and what i could offer next and i'm like oh like we know you know we we know the saying like listen to understand as opposed to reply and mm. i had a lived experience of that which i was not allowing myself to see for so long yeah to a point where i was checked heavily because i got to be in proximity to people who actually learned who knew how to listen and knew how to to walk in silence with listening and to build meaningful relationships and listening and i'm like oh that's that's what I was being introduced to in terms of a, of, of a fakaru from all of our 20 guests, but then to have an embodiment and an embracing of that embodiment, which gave, gift me, gifted me my second shift, which was actually knowing what my superpower was and knowing and, and understanding what my superpower is. And my superpower is definitely love and, and, and tanisi for me. So for me, hanisi in my language, um, that's 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 what love is and then also to to extend on hanisi is um to really look into the gift so a gift in my language is called defakanisi so defakanisi and and a transfiguration um to english is an extension of your love or otherwise in a really simplistic form a gift so a gift is actually an extension of your love and i'm like okay if my superpower is love, how do I extend it? Through giving people my love. You know, and that's 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 been a really healing journey. It's been really challenging. Um, 
it was hard, hard, hard to face some uncomfortable truths about my my embodiment and how I how I actually showed myself love and how I allowed allowed myself to be addicted to the certain loves I was attached to. And it's cool. Like I think it's the most beautiful thing to to have an embodiment because we've listened to all of the 20 guests and to now really step into my power, which is um, everybody has it. And mm-hmm. for me, I like to, I like to, I like to remind people of that. I, I feel like that's 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 mainly most of my power. My power is not really something that I own. It's something that I share, but more so something that I remind people of. Because if it's mine, it's yours, and and, and that fashion. So I'm really, I'm really super blessed that that's like it's a, it's a, 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 I might call it a purpose for this season and for right now in this moment. It feels like something that I would happily die for is that I become a reminder and a radical reminder of people's love and especially in the shadows and especially in the dark Mm. Mm. and then my third shift um, would most likely well it is is actually how much um, my inner sanctuary has, 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 has been I've been nurturing it. Other people have been witnessing my inner sanctuary and they've been talking about it for a while in the space that I hold on the inside for myself and for others. And probably the last, I'd say two months or three months, it's it's been really interesting for me to actually look inward and try and build from scratch what that inner sanctuary is. Mm. And I can comfortably say that I have a kingdom in me. That, that 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 holds space for all and everybody. And at the same time, I need to protect the kingdom because the kingdom is um, is my probably my best gift and 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 and, and, and what I can fashion as, a, as an extension of my love. but my kingdom is something that um, all of my peoples and all of my people's past, present future, visible and visible have been, kind of pointing towards and being like hey this inner sanctuary is the most peaceful the most loving and it's almost like and not in a way that's like oh toxic positivity but more so around being like Maluso, we want you to show up as the full self not your best self mm. your best self is not is, is is a facade and it's a mask we want you to show up as your full self and to keep on showing up as your full self because that's love and you mimic and you embody that for others so that they can be in their best self in their full self rather than their best self because there is from from what i'm i'm embodying right now it feels unauthentic and um disingenuine to, to 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 show up show up show up best version of myself which to me innately I feel very much that every person every day every moment every second I am my best self and then I get the choice to show up as my full self or not Mm. and there's safety in people and I think between me and you you create a massive safety for me to show up as my full self and that's both the intellect the philosopher the the clown the sassy bitch the, the vulnerable um the and even all of the the narcissist, the the shadow worker, the the dick, the the everybody, and I feel 
that you hold a kingdom for me to play with, with all of those things so that I can actually show up as my full self and I don't have to demonize the parts of me that I don't show anybody else. And sometimes I even surprise myself that I'm like, oh, damn, I'm showing that to you. <laughs> and I shock myself sometimes where I'm like, yeah. I said that out loud. Mm-hmm. Sure did, and- sexy bitch. <laughs> Honestly, her name is Mimi and she is a, Mimi. She is a beast. <laughs> She's a beast. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yes, long story short, embodiment, my my best gift and the extension of my gift, Hanisi Love, and then um, my inner sanctuary and my inner kingdom, which um, I believe everybody has this as well. Everybody has the capacity mm. to build their inner kingdom. And it might not be a kingdom. It could be a marae or it could be a fale or it could be whatever it is to you. There is an inner kingdom that's that's that you can retreat to at any moment with a breath or within any time with with a with a pause and a silence or silience into the present, mm-hmm. which I totally get. That's totally, but yeah, that's that's been such a transformative journey and. All of that comes with all of the times I had an ego death or just I had a lot of deaths. And those deaths have uh, been so challenging because kind of like, yeah, so like what you were saying, I didn't want to surrender to the fact that I have outgrown those identities or I've outgrown yeah. those ways of being. Yeah. Yet the narrative that I held was like, oh, but I love you. And it's like, no, you're addicted. <laughs> but also, I'm attached. I think, like, in, Go in, there. Uh, reference to other people, those deaths is, a, like, I'll talk for myself, like, people who haven't seen me lately or haven't um, had first-hand experience or witness to the changes that I've been making, um, <sighs> maybe because they're not in proximity or because I haven't allowed them to see um, their reference point Love for both. me is this other person that I no longer am it's also not my responsibility to catch them up because if they really you know like is that serving my ego by saying I'm not that person anymore <laughs> or am I like ouch Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. You know, go like, there, go there, go there. That was that was that was main call for the fragility. Yeah. Like some of the like I used to be very active in the Kurikurua community. And now I haven't been there for a long time now. Um but some of the people that you know, message randomly now still like I think they're still thinking that I'm I'm that person that used to be there. I'm like, actually, no, my values have changed. My things that I'm working towards have changed. The way that I operate and navigate through the world has changed, yet you're still referencing this person that was there. And cool, you're reaching out. Maybe I'll let you be witness to some of these changes, but also it's not my it's not my responsibility to, to educate you on where I'm at. Well, mm. I don't think anyway for me. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And it's because to me, I feel like for me, in agreeance with your train of thought, if you can't meet me in the present, we're not aligned. Yeah, for sure. You know, and like, you know what I mean? I'm like, if yeah. you can't meet me here, 
without me having to trace my fucker papa. Yeah. We're not meant to be in and 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 that safety and in, in that loving relation. Yeah. I think that brings me back to I can't remember which one, but one of the review conversations that we were having um around meeting people in the moment rather than holding on to the person that they were. I can't remember what episode that was. But um, mm. there was something that you were saying of you know, people often hold this perception that they have of you but then they meet you in that moment and they get mad or angry or sad or whatever that you're not the person that they thought that you were I'm like well that's exactly what it is it's who you thought I was not who I am then or now yeah it's not my responsibility to to keep all of the narratives that you hold on me because I have no idea what that is and I think it's like important to note that we probably have those about other people as well. Delicious. Thank you, accountability. That's what's yeah. up. Because I'm yeah. like, that's, I, I do want to make sure that this is an invitation for a conversation and it's mm. not saying we know and they don't or we're in and, we're there and they're out. It's more so we have had the privilege and the access to do this for ourselves. Yeah. And these are our findings in terms nice. of wayfinding this, this new pathways. Or do these pathways that feel in alignment with ourselves. And yeah. I I do encourage people to critique and to have conversations that if, if this conversation doesn't sit with you, no, lean into not. why it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it in. Let's have a mm. chat. And I think it's also right. like um it's not like a one and done thing. It's a continuous Thank conversation. You. Melissa and I have known each other for a long time now and we have pretty intense conversations all the time but just because we've had it once and then we don't like close that and never open it again it's a continuous thing because we learn new things we our beliefs change our values change we change as people so it's a continuous Mm. conversation 100 percent, and it actually adds No, well, it adds to the richness of the of of the conversation yeah. when we bring in new reference points or when we bring in perspectives that you know aren't necessarily available or accessible to us at that moment. So yeah, for sure. obviously, we need to revisit. Mm. So we're going to revisit this fuckatoki and see mm-hmm. where else where where this this is sitting for you. Mete toroa etau ana irunga ite ao. Like the albatross nestled upon the current, manifesting resilience with the elegance of nature. Mm. Yeah, it definitely aligns with the journey that I've been on over the last year. And if I was to bring it back into the conversation that we were just having around um, we, us growing as people, the Nahiri, the forest is always changing. Like, even through... Even like even though there is a lot of human uh, interaction with nature or the or the forest or whatever, there's still lots of change that would happen anyway mm. without human involvement. Um, so nature is always changing. So how can we expect somebody else to stay the same person all the time? Mm. I just I love it when you reflect um, to me exactly what I feel innately in my kingdoms. <laughs> yeah, but I do. Because we're the same person. It, it, so. <laughs> I mean, 
Turner then or we've just been swimming in the same narcissistic pool. Yeah, there's probably that one. Same thing. Same. <laughs> <laughs> we're just the same narcissist. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> to, a to a T. To a What about for you? What did it bring up for you on the other end? I feel like there's joy that comes out of it when we actually radically lean into the present. Mm. And that's that's something that I've been finding a lot of solace in. If that's if that's a solace? 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 Solace. Yeah, solace in. Yeah. And purely because I don't feel like I need to justify or validate my feelings in the present of being like, to who? It to is what it is. To yourself or to other people? To anyone? Mostly to myself, because I feel like yeah. even that Fakado is kind of gone, where it's like, before I used to be like, oh, I have this thinking and then have this feeling, and then I'm like, oh, I shouldn't say that, I shouldn't feel that. And I'm like, bitch, you felt it. Yeah. Like, admit it, let it go. Yeah, let it go. Come through, I see you, bye. Yeah. I literally, I'm, you know when I say go there? <laughs> literally, I'm like, uh, you better go. <laughs> <laughs> whatever Fakaro it is I'm like great I acknowledge you thank you go now yeah. you can go being a vessel letting it come viewing it and letting it go rather than holding and on to every tiny little thought thinking it's the truth <sighs> that's a whole complex the truth <laughs> like, the truth complex yeah. oh my god I feel yeah. like that's a thing yeah. right that's a for thing for sure the truth complex oh, I had that today tr- after a conversation I was having I was like having this influx of 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 like what could I have done differently how could I have done this differently like I'm just the worst person in the world all these like different things that were just like bombarding me after this conversation that I had this morning and I just like sat in it and just like listened to them and then let them go because I was like this is not the truth this is not the truth this is the conditioning at its fucking finest I was like that is not true I know that I tried I know that I did this I know these are all my pieces of evidence that tell me that I'm not a bad person why am I listening to this yeah so I I, um it was probably the first thing that I've done that like in time like yeah live I was like yeah live (laughs) Um, you're done you're see now you understand I'm like this look I'm processing this live (laughs) now you get it okay now yeah Um, in true time in true time I yeah when I was like processing it live and I was like ah yeah no I'm not a bad person this is just like my conditioned thoughts of like when these kind of conversations happen it's always my fault it's mm. not always true yeah mm. but anyway <laughs> yes no so we we do hold space for, as well so i think one of the practices i've been um, coming through with is i also hold space for all all the things that hasn't been said in this moment and mm. and, and, and this space um because I'm, I'm very much yeah <laughs> And also, I feel like there's the, a lot of the known is actually quite, to me anyways, and fo- leaning on to 
um, Edward Said's um, cultural model, a lot of the knowing is actually only 10% of the iceberg. And 90% is actually all the things that are not being said. And I I actually lean into this and being like, yeah, there's a lot of things that we don't actually see and hear and feel and, and say. Mm. And it's because we have this perceived knowing. And I'm like, mm, okay, cool. So what I'm going to do actively is is acknowledge all of the knowing and also, you know, really uplift it and not demonize it, but also leave a lot more room for the not knowing and what's not being said in this moment. Yeah. Because it's it's been really healing for me to actually acknowledge that, yeah, some things I couldn't even articulate. Some things I don't have the the words to bridge into this realm at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I want to hold space for that and not yeah. really be like, oh, guys, I'm in the knowing. <laughs> Look at me. I know. I'm like, fuck, bitch, simmer down. Like, <laughs> simmer down. <laughs> shit down, bitch. <laughs> I remember Kate. It's like, that. that's Kate for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yes. Please do listen up. We've got we've got we've got our second um, episode coming through where we'll be talking about our program, the MyFarQ, as well as our season one review. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna love you and leave you. Bye, Kakite. Bye.